so thankful to be here on Mount Carmel. And we have our Blessing Israeli Believers Feast of Tabernacles tour. Say hello to our viewers. Howdy. Yeah. We're standing in a place that is, is going to affect the whole world and will be a change agent from this age to the next. Let me set up the scene. In the, in the book of Revelation, during that time, during what Messiah Jesus called in the Gospels, time of tribulation that will be worse, greater than any the world has ever seen. Pretty far in. In Revelation 16, towards the end of the tribulation, the bold judgments, the, bold, the, the uh, judgments of wrath poured out of heavenly bowls. And I'm going to begin to read in Revelation 16, verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. I'm going to stop for a moment and remind us all that this speaks of the false counterfeit trinity that is operating in plain view during the great tribulation satan the antichrist and the false prophet and and at the same time that's not really who's in control isn't that good that that's not really who's in control he who keeps israel neither slumbers nor sleeps amen And it speaks about these frog-like demons, for they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to battle, to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. And so these demonic forces are working through the kings of the earth and drawing the nations in to this place. How do I know it's this place? Well, before I tell you that, I've got to tell you something else. The Bible says here, and, and, and isn't it interesting, you would think, okay, it would tell us where this place is and go into the rest of the explanation, but hallelujah, the Lord is merciful and gracious. Yes? Has anyone experienced His grace and His mercy? Hallelujah. And He stops this explanation to say this, Behold, I'm coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches. Isn't that something? He's even reminding us in Revelation, watch therefore. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Okay, now back to the program. That's how the Lord does it. Here's a blessing. Here's grace. Here's mercy in the midst of all this wrath. It's coming and and you you don't want it. You want grace. You want mercy. Choose life. Don't choose death. But for those who who insist on death and wrath, here it is. And they, these demon spirits, gather them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. And we know this speaks of, synonymously, the Jezreel Valley. The Jezreel Valley. This is where it's all going to come down. Think of it. Napoleon said something to the effect of the nation's armies have room enough to navigate and maneuver in this field. Confirming, or in his mind, affirming and agreeing with what the Bible said. The one who will confirm it is the Lord himself. 
Hallelujah. So I want you to think about something. What does this have to do with me? Well, the United Nations, the UNESCO vote, just voted that Jerusalem, the Temple Mount area, has nothing to do with any Jewish heritage, culture, historical reality. has nothing to do with it. Right? The nations of the world are pushing Israel to give Jerusalem to the followers of an Antichrist spirit. Right? The spirit of Antichrist has been operating... Yes? Uh, down through the millennia. But the thing is, is the embodiment of the Antichrist spirit will be a man. Yes? This is all going to that time. We're watching it. Well, what do you mean we're watching it? Because not only politically are the nations of the world coming against Israel, but they are militarily through the nations that surround Israel and supplying them weapons, and, and facilitating, uh, sowing into the children at a very young age, learning to hate Jewish people, and to come against Israel, and to grow up and be terrorists. Those things are all funded right now by the nations of the world, including, sadly, and, and, and almost unimaginably, the United States of America, funding these things, right? And, and so... It's going to intensify this hatred of Israel, this coming against Israel. It's going to intensify to a point where the Lord is going to give the nations what they, what, what they want. You see, in, in Psalm 2, he warns the nations. He says, listen, I've, I've got my king, the Lord says, and I'm going to put him on my holy hill. You go look at it, Psalm 2. Yes? And he says, he's my son. I've begotten him. I'm, I'm going to put him on my holy hill. And he says, be warned, O nations of the earth. Yes? Be warned. Yes? Kiss the sun, come and, and, and make peace with the sun, the begotten sun, lest he become angry with you and you perish, right? But the nations of the world have shook their fist at God and shook their fist at God. And he says, well, what about grace? What about mercy? The Lord extends his hands of grace and mercy, right? But then it gets to a point, like a great preacher once said about America even. He said this, the waves of God's judgment are slamming against the dam of His mercy. And the dam is about to give way. Yes? Well, the dam will have fully given way by the time the nations of the world get here with their armies. Yes? Do you see that's where we're heading? Do you think that you see that's where everything's heading? And the Lord is above all of this, even the demonic forces, and he's corralling everything. You know, there's some Texans here, right? You know about a, a livestock and a corral, yeah? And, and so the, he's corralling the nations of the world to this place. How could he do that? Because in Romans chapter 1, he tells, he tells the nations, yes? He tells them the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, right? And he explains how he turns man over. And he's speaking specifically to the Gentiles, to the nation. He turns them over to the desires, the wicked and dark desires of their heart. It's kind of like this. You don't want grace. You don't want mercy. You want darkness. You want evil. Have all of it you want. There gets to a point where His mercy gives way to His judgment. Yes? And there is no place to be reminded of that more than right here. And the Bible teaches that the nations of the world will fight their way down 
to, through the Kidron Valley later on in Revelation, even in this chapter, it speaks of, of the blood and the, and the mud and, and the stuff that I won't go into great detail about. I think you have it from there. goes up to the horse's bridles, right? At some point, all the way down into the, the Kidron Valley where we've been, the Valley of Jehoshaphat and the Valley of Judgment, right? And then the, the Antichrist armies will peel off, I believe, a possibly a possible scenario in two different directions. One will go off to Bozrah, also called Petra, and the other towards Jerusalem. And the Lord in Isaiah 63 will come and, and destroy those armies and, and free them from Bozrah, the Jewish people. He has settled there. He's, he's taken there in, and preserved there. And then his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives. Can anyone say hallelujah? Hallelujah. hallelujah. Yes. And he will deal with the final the final battle uh, in, uh, in this age and destroy the Antichrist armies. Yes? It will be a one-man show. Hallelujah. And he will be judge, he will be jury, and he will be executioner. And then he will reign as king. Yes? Glory to God. We know we will have already been with the Lord. We will come back with him after the marriage ceremony in heaven when he comes back. Yes? In Zechariah, many places in the Hebrew Scriptures, and also all through the New Testament, we see, but no better place than in Revelation 19 where it says um, that, that he will come on clouds of glory. I believe that is us in our white linen garments. That's a whole other teaching that's very exciting. Uh, but we will reign and rule with him then. So when you look at this place and you see what's going on in the world today, no. This is where it's all headed. Hallelujah. And, and how can you say hallelujah? I can say hallelujah because of this. Every crooked thing will be made straight. Right? Every wrong will be righted. And Messiah Jesus will be king. And I want to speak to you. I speak to our viewers. Now is the time. Agree with the Lord that you're a sinner. He died on the cross to pay our sin debt. He never sinned. We all have. He was buried. And then, hallelujah, on the third day, he rose from the grave. Yes, he rose from the grave. And he wants to forgive. Before this time, take his gift of grace and mercy and forgiveness. Yes, take him at his word. Receive Messiah Jesus today. Oh, Lord, save me. I'm a sinner. I trust you. I believe what you did for me on the cross was enough. I believe you're alive and I want to repent, turn away from my way of thinking, my way of living, my way of sinning, and I want to follow you, Jesus. Forgive me, save me, and baptize me and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change my life. Give me a new identity and a life that honors God the Father, and I'll watch for you and live for you. Help me, Lord Jesus. Yes. Call upon the name of the Lord and be saved today. Yes. And remember this. Remember to watch, therefore, Messiah Jesus is coming any moment. God bless you. I'm so thankful for our time together today. We have such opportunities to bless Israel through our ministry, blessing Israeli believers. And our kingdom outreach in the nations through our ministry poured out for the nations is so important in this critical hour. Additionally, the airtime for this program is so very expensive. However, If you've not yet received Jesus as Lord, 
we don't want you to send in any money. Our prayer is that you would pray to receive Jesus as Lord and enjoy the program today. However, for those who are born-again believers in Messiah Jesus, we want you to know that our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. And we're praying that he will raise up faithful partners in Messiah Jesus who understand the principles of giving and sowing and expanding his kingdom in the earth. Would you ask him if you're one of those faithful partners today? Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Watch Therefore. I have a special teaching here at the Sea of Galilee on the Battle of Armageddon. I call this teaching the strategy of the Jezreel Valley. Almost at the end of the tribulation, the battle at the Valley of Armageddon, or Megiddo, takes place. Now, Exodus 15.3 is very interesting because there the Lord calls himself a man of war. Now, Armageddon Megiddo has another name, the Jezreel Valley, which is very strategic for Messiah Jesus, the man of war. Now, we need to understand that today, the nations of the world have declared war on the creator of the universe. And that will very clearly unfold in this teaching. And that war culminates with the battle we find in Revelation 16 that we looked at in the first segment of the program. I'm going to read it again, beginning in verse 12. Then the sixth angel poured out his bowl on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up so that the way of the kings from the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. This is the counterfeit trinity, Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet. For they are spirits of demons performing signs which go out to the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, Messiah Jesus says, I am coming as a thief. Blessed is he who watches and keeps his garments, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. Watch therefore. And they gathered them together to the place called in Hebrew Armageddon. Now, see in Hosea the prophet this same battle at the Jezreel Valley, beginning in Hosea 1, verse 10. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which cannot be measured or numbered, and it shall come to pass in the place where it was said to them, You're not my people. There it shall be said to them, You are sons, hallelujah, of the living God. Then the children of Judah and the children of Israel shall be gathered together and appoint for themselves one head, and they shall come up out of the land, for great will be the day of Jezreel. The day of Jezreel. So we see here a direct relationship between this global battle of Revelation 16 and the restoration of Israel. Now, Jezreel in Hebrew is Yisrael, which is very similar in sound to Israel in Hebrew, which is Yisrael. Jezreel in Hebrew is very significant for this teaching. Now, why is the Lord judging the nations? This way, in Revelation 16, we need to know the prophets because their words are leaping off the pages of the Bible into the news today. Joel chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, answers that question. Why is the Lord judging, like Revelation 16? For behold, in those days and at that time when I bring back the captives of Judah and Jerusalem, 
the Lord gathering the Jews from the nations. He's done that, and he's doing that. I will also gather all nations and bring them down to the valley of Jehoshaphat, and I will enter into judgment with them there on account of my people, my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations. They have also divided up my land. Now, Jehoshaphat in Hebrew means judgment. It's the valley of judgment, the Kidron Valley. It's the place of judgment on the nations. The Revelation 16 Jezreel Valley battle ends up in the Kidron Valley, just east of Jerusalem. Why? On account of Messiah Jesus' people, Israel, who the nations have scattered among the nations and divided up the land of Israel. Here's a question for you. Why was I, Dove Schwartz, born in America? Well, in 70 AD, the Romans began their scattering, only one of many scatterings, of the Jewish people from the land of Israel to the nations. And, and the Jewish people have been very unwelcome and in, in most cases horribly mistreated in most of the nations where they've been scattered and wandered. My family came to America from Eastern Europe, probably fleeing great persecution. And we know that the Lord uses wickedness in the hearts of those who hate Israel for his own prophetic plans. And he judges those then who mistreat his people. For example, just look at Assyria, Babylon, Rome, and others through history. Now that's an overview of the scattering. Now let's talk about the dividing. Today, the nations of the world are against, and in many cases, trying to destroy Israel, disputing that Judea, including Jerusalem and Samaria, which they call the West Bank, and the Golan Heights disputing that that is really Israel. And this latest UN resolution, 2334, which I'll briefly talk about in a moment, horrible, the worst. So there's a great wrath the Lord has upon those who curse Israel by scattering the people and dividing the promised covenant land. And you might say, well, why? People groups have been mistreated all over the world. Yes, that's true. But again, let's be reminded, it's the covenant promised land. Let's look at Genesis 12, beginning of verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, you know, Father Abraham, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Hallelujah. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Well, then in Genesis 15, the Lord gives the boundaries of Israel that will come in when King Jesus returns. Not time to explain the details of that today, but the land expands into the north, east, and south of where it is now. And the Lord passes that Abraham covenant down to Isaac and Jacob and changes Jacob's name to Israel. And as the nations of the world, including America, come against the covenant people and covenant land, they're bringing upon themselves the curse of the Abrahamic covenant. Now, certainly, America has been blessed as it's blessed the Jewish people and the land of Israel, the people of Israel. Yet something terribly, terribly wrong began in 1991. Actually, 
it somewhat had taken place in the Carter administration, but it, it was like it was, as they say, on steroids from 1991 onward with the Bush 1 Madrid Peace Conference and the Clinton-Oslo Accords and the Bush 2 and Quartet, the Quartet meaning America, Russia, the United Nations, and the European Union, Roadmap to Peace, which was simply the Saudi Arabian plan to destroy Israel, with a new cover put on it and a new name, the Roadmap to Peace. But most recently, when President Obama intentionally abstained at the UN Security Council vote to bring in the Resolution 2334, he did so knowing that the rest of the Security Council would vote for it and it would be implemented which declares it illegal for Jews to live in Jerusalem. Well, they say, well, that's just East Jerusalem. No, it's biblical Jerusalem. It's where King Jesus walked. It's where King David walked. It's biblical Jerusalem. It's illegal for Jews to be at the Western Wall. They say that's Palestinian, Arab land. It's just horrible. Now, I'm very thankful and it's very refreshing that President Trump is here now doing away with as much of this as he can and standing with Israel. I pray that that continues. But these things that have been taking place require Israel giving the heartland, including Jerusalem, away to the followers of an antichrist spirit. And you might say, yes, but down through the years, America has treated Israel better than any nation in the world. That's true. But that's not the standard by which God will judge. Here it is. Let's look at 1 Chronicles. Is 1 Chronicles as much the Bible as the Gospel of John? It certainly is. 16.14 He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. Remember His covenant forever. The word which He commanded for a thousand generations, the covenant which He made with Abraham and His oath to Isaac and confirmed it to Jacob for a statute, to Israel for an everlasting covenant, saying to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the allotment of your inheritance when you were few in number, indeed very few and strangers in it. Now, we heard just now about the everlasting covenant. The Word of God talks about. Now hear the words of Isaiah for today regarding the everlasting covenant. Beginning, beginning in Isaiah 24, the prophets. The earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes and fades away. The hearty people of the earth languish. The earth is also defiled under its inhabitants because they have transgressed the laws, changed the ordinance, and broken what? The everlasting covenant. Therefore the curse has devoured the earth, and those who dwell in it are desolate. Therefore the inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men are left. You see, at Armageddon, the Jezreel Valley, the Lord will pour out His wrath on the nations. The, the Abrahamic covenant curse has fully covered the earth. It's begun to do so now. It will have fully covered the earth as they have scattered and mistreated His people and divided His land. The God-hating nations have declared war on the Lord, the man of war, and told Him He cannot bring the children of Israel back to His land. So, where does He bring the nations to have their war which they have declared upon him, Jezreel, or in Hebrew, Yisrael, which sounds like Israel in Hebrew, Yisrael. And in Hebrew, Yisrael means Yahweh plants. Yahweh sows. The Lord sows, 
or plants. Having that understanding, follow me, listen carefully, please. Listen to Amos the prophet in chapter 9. I will bring back the captives of my people Israel. They shall build the waste cities and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and drink wine from them. They shall also make gardens and eat fruit from them. I, the Lord says, I will plant them in their land and no longer shall they be pulled up from the land I have given them, says the Lord your God. So, the Lord our God, Messiah Jesus, begins the final judgment of the nations of the world for trying to keep Him from planting the Jews in His land as He's planting them in Israel permanently. And where does He bring the nations for this judgment? A valley called Jehovah Plants. Yahweh Plants. They have said, you can't bring them here. You can't plant them here. And He has said, I will bring them the nations to judge them in a valley called, yes, I will plant them. Wow. Wow. They say in an American Lone Star State, don't mess with Texas, but there's another Lone Star State that the world will learn not to mess with. At the Israel Valley. Don't mess with the land and people of Yisrael. As the world was about to be judged with such wrath and fire, I'm so comforted by the rapture. Listen to this. Wow, this is good news. Makes me want to watch, therefore. For the Lord Himself, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, for the Lord Himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of an archangel, the trumpet of God. The dead in Messiah will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. Listen, do you know you would be caught up before all this hell begins on earth? Before the nations of the world are judged? Before the earth is shaking under the curse of the Abrahamic covenant and the judgment thereof? Have you believed that Messiah Jesus died on the cross for your sins? That He was buried on the third day, hallelujah, He rose again. And you've received Him as your Savior and Lord. You've repented. Messiah Jesus said you must repent and believe in the gospel. Deny yourself, take up your cross and follow Jesus. Oh, Father in heaven, for all who are watching today, may they call upon you, Lord, and be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord now, even. Father, that, that those who are watching, none would perish, none would go to hell, but they would call upon your name who have not truly been saved. Not just going to church, not just having a Bible, but reading the Bible, and the Bible affecting their lives because they follow you and love you, Jesus. Bless all of our viewers today, Father. Thank you, Father, in Messiah Jesus' name. Amen. Now is the time to follow Messiah Jesus. Now is the time to live a life that says, I'm watching, therefore, and I'm ready for my King to come. God bless you. For more information about our Israel tour this year, go to watchtherefore.tv. You don't want to miss the Watch Therefore Feast of Tabernacles Israel Tour 2017.